Hello everyone! Welcome to a new episode of Life's Multiverse! Today we have a very lovely and interesting guest. It is Alessandra Veronesi. We're having Alessandra Veronesi. She's an author, meditation guide and relationship educator. Her latest book, A New Banana, Unpeel Yourself and Elevate Your Relationships, is one of many upcoming projects dedicated to helping others see the light within themselves. She is also an advocate for plant medicine and on a mission to share this healing wisdom with the world. Alessandra, how are you? Welcome to our show. I'm good. Thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm also doing well. Very nice having you here. I've been very excited for this episode and to know more about you and what you have for us. And I would like to start from the new banana, maybe. Can you tell us more about, about the banana? What, what is it about? So new, A New Banana, it's a book that I just recently published, and uh, it's about relationships, so essentially. And it explores, of course, the one we have with ourselves first, which is the base for being able to, I think, in a healthy way, um, be able to gauge our relationships with others. And then it goes into... Um, strangers and friendships and work relationships and our connection to the universe and romantic. So um, there's a lot to unpack, but um, basically the book is meant to uh, symbolize like the meaning of peeling off the layers to find out who you are, not so much adding on or, you know, it's, it's always about um, removing and, and finding who we are at the core and then building from there. Right. Yeah, that sounds very diverse because uh, as you're mentioning uh, relationships, everything we are living in is technically a relationship, right? Even with, as you said, with the universe, with objects, with people. But the most important relationship is the one with oneself, right? So. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if we want to go real deep, like everything around us has a consciousness and you know we are in connection and interconnection with so many aspects with, with every single aspect that is an aspect even atoms so um you know it's really important to and 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 it's it can get complicated so the simple the simplified way to see it i think is just as within so without so whatever is happening within your own self and your own ecosystem and your own mind and all of those things that is a reflection of your outside world as well. So if you make yourself happy and healthy and at peace and, you know, with, with whatever methods you have within you that make you feel good as a person, everybody's different. Then from that place, approaching anything can be um, authentic. And then, you know, its own story that needed to happen. Right. When you, when you say everything around us has consciousness, are you referring to this like theory called panpsychism, I, I guess? Is it like something? Maybe if that's what it's called. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, like some, you know, animals, of course, like we can go in hierarchical. Uh, I don't want to even be hierarchical, but, you know, from animals to plants to um, even objects. And of course, now it's um, especially in your industry, like technology. I mean, I don't know if I'm weird, but I also used to work in software and I used to like talk to, I used to talk to my computer. Like I, I, when I was like system testing, like 
I felt like there was some type of a small consciousness happening in the technology um, also. We're not even talking AI. Like this is no, I mean, I'm talking I use using the mainframe because I used okay. to work for a government corporation. Wow. And um we used the mainframe from 1969, IBM. Uh-huh. And and I would put in like commands and and like when I had to test the system, they were called spoofies, like a spoofie was a test. And I would put like poems, <laughs> like I would make up poems inside of the mainframe. And um, and like the IT department was like, oh, there's Ali again. I'm like, I'm just, you know, but it, it's good. It's good to have fun in life. Right. Like, that's the point. It's good to enjoy life and exactly. um, and understand and appreciate that. Again, if it goes back to ourselves. If we respect ourselves, we respect what's around us. Um, and even rocks, you know, rocks have conscious, there's just literally everywhere you look, there is something that is living and something that holds energy. Um, so yeah, that, yeah. that's exactly uh, what the theory I was uh, telling about says it's, uh, I hope I'm, pronoun- I'm pronouncing its uh, name correctly. It's called panpsychism, I guess. It says that even atoms have like consciousness there are even uh, some evidence in physics uh, supporting this uh, theory, but it's not uh, it's not very well uh, in the mainstream science nowadays. Uh, but there are scientists uh, still believe in it. Yeah, and uh, another thing: do you do you see like a second version two of your book, for example, five years later, including relationship with AI, for example? What? what how do you? Why think not? Why not? That's yeah. a great idea. I was thinking for sure. I want to keep writing, and it's something that is, um, it's just a part of me. Like I, I didn't, I didn't expect to write this book, and it came out, and it it had its own life through me. So it wasn't something that I was controlling or trying to get started. I was working full time. And um, so when the time feels right, it's kind of like, I, you know, when the time feels right, I know it'll be a next phase. And, and I do, I mean, I don't buy into all of this, like robots are bad and they're going to take over. Like, I think we can see it as a complimentary um, neutral doesn't mean benevolent or not. It just it's neutral um, part of the universe that we have literally called upon. Like we, it's not like, oh no, look what happened. The robots came. No, we had like many, many companies and many, many teams of people, like extremely well educated, triple degreed individuals that worked day and night to create these systems. And now we're like, oh no, what did we do? But we don't have to be like that. We can um, we can set the tone as well. It just comes from like, you know, the the intention. And at the end of the day, we are, you know, we set the intention at this point when it comes to how it goes. So yeah, but there are people also arguing that the robots are not bad by nature, but it's us who are bad, yeah. and we are creating them and we are feeding them. So thus, they are going bad they might go bad because because well there needs to be yeah i mean well that's like okay so that brings into duality right like good and bad and like we have these forces around us and like there are some people that do things without the best intentions and ultimately technology just like money just like many things when they can grow 
it's an amplifier. And so AI is an amplifier. It's very, very, um, it can be, if, if you're a bad person using AI, you're going to amplify, quote unquote, the bad thing you're doing. And if you're using it for good intentions, you can truly amplify um, in that sense as well. Exactly. So isn't that fear provoking, for example? Yeah, I mean, because, part of the I mean, Yeah, uh, if you consider the creators of these like uh, systems, let's say, uh, yeah. they might have ill intentions or something. I'm sure there are some. And, you know, to that I say, I hope that they find um, a path back to their hearts at some point. I do feel that... Um, you know, for, for those who argue the the benefits and the ethical way of doing things and, you know, have an, also have have a concept of the power that this means and the and like the ethical responsibility that comes with bringing these systems into the world. I hope that that will, you know, in some way um, bring forward like a stronger majority <laughs> Of, of of positive over negative and i'd like to think that beyond these battles that we have in this material world that there is something higher that is holding everything together and that higher force is always going to be where the flow goes and so you know if the flow is going in a certain direction uh, and yes there's going to be some probably bad stuff and as we see right now in the world, there's bad stuff that comes up and it's not so nice to witness. Um, but with destruction also comes birth and renewal and um, and more and more people are starting to, to understand, I think, or awaken to the fact that um, it's just more more beneficial to feel good and to be good and to, and to uh, like appreciate peace you know peace is power peace can be profitable peace is you know we are all entitled to a life like that so hopefully people's greed for money um and and you know riding this first wave of ai is um is is you know equally if not more met by uh positive intentions and money is cool like it's good if we make money with it but just also if we do good it would be amazing right right yeah that that reminds me of this uh chapter of your book because uh this makes me think that these people we are talking about uh, are living in a sort of an illusion right mm-hmm. yeah so this idea from your book actually caught my attention about uh, living in an illusion because i think it applies to many people uh, especially nowadays i mean all the time but especially nowadays um how can you explain that? How how can you explain the state of unawareness that people could live in uh, without knowing that they are having deep issues in themselves? So I so it's when I had this phase of my life, I could only see it afterwards, right? Like you can't see when you're in the water that you're in the water. I mean, in a way. Um but it feels like something is missing. It feels like there's a void. It feels like even though everything on the outside is, you know, is properly in its place and making sense and you're, you know, you're ticking the boxes of your career and you're, you're paying your rent and you're paying your taxes and 
you know, you're, you're doing all those things. Um, you know, if you sometimes feel a pull, like during your life where it's like, Oh, I wish I was doing, Oh, that person looks so free or like, Oh, I wish I could be so much like them. And, you know, then maybe that's a sign that something inside of you wants to come out. And, um, the illusion was I lived in New York. So New York is really, really, uh, materialistic, I can say, or opportunistic. And it's, it's part of the culture, you know, it's like Wall Street and money and career. So um, I was especially surrounded by peers and mentors and influences that were perpetuating this idea that a specific path was required in order to, you know, be successful. And then at some point, you'll be happy perhaps, you know, or you'll be able to afford (laughs) going out to eat and drinking a lot. So then you'll be happy. Um, And so the illusion is just kind of like, you don't realize that maybe choice after choice that you've made, and perhaps you would have made those choices anyway, in some way, but like with an awareness, but you made them because you thought that that's what you needed to, you know, that's what your life needed to look like to you know, to be happy. And so that can sometimes happen with our families, you know, well-intentioned family members, like encouraging us to go to medical school because everybody's been a doctor. Um, Or, you know, in my case, it was a career. And and I chose very consciously to work in environments that um, weren't particularly passionate for me, but I enjoyed the salary. So um, I just jumped that way, you know, it's like, how much can I get paid next? And like, okay, that's fine. I'll just do this. And, you know, of course you make it work because, you know, you love your coworkers and you find something good about it. Um, but, uh, it wasn't a conscious choice and I hadn't built a connection with myself. And I think that's what distinguishes being in an illusion versus not when you can connect with yourself and truly feel um, feel your own inner voice and awaken that un- that understanding of how powerful you are as an individual and that everything else that goes on around um, is just, you know, is just ornamentary to your development as a human being um, on this planet. And your purpose is to expand in whichever capacity the next moment takes you. Um, and I hope that makes sense. I don't know if it's, if it's too esoteric. but Yeah, um, <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, I have two questions about that that um, come to my mind. First is like for you personally, what do you consider the wake up call was for you? Like, how did it look like? Well, for me, it was like someone, you know, slapped me across the face and was like, wake up today. <laughs> time!" Like, so I was lucky because lucky, I don't know, but I was, um, it was COVID. So we had COVID and I, you know, I was forced to stop working and forced to stop traveling and, you know, pursuing all of my distractions in the outside and the exterior. Um, so for me, it was really just like, I was deeply, deeply troubled having to sit at home alone with myself. And that's what forced me to realize, you know, wow, I really don't know what to do with myself. This is terrible. Um, 
And so after, you know, suffering for a little while in that way, I discovered meditation and I felt that I was like, okay, let's try this thing. Everybody talks about it. Let's just, I don't, I don't have anything else to do. You know, I've cleaned my kitchen five times, so let's just put this on. And, um, and so the first couple of times I was just much more relaxed, which was a wonderful side effect, of course. Uh, but at some point, you know, during the meditation, I really just felt this awakening happening inside of me where I was like, oh my gosh, you know, all these years of reading self-help books and life improvement and, and all the therapy that I was pursuing at times and transition phases, none of it could come close to this one moment of, you know, transcendence that, you know, that I that I am everything, you know, that I can give myself everything and I can be everything. And, you know, from a place of light and um, just unconditional love. And it's, it's hard, you know, again, to describe with words because, you know, that's something that really happens through the heart. Um, but, you know, it, it, it changes the way you see things instead of operating from an outside lens, from an external perspective or external validation, you're suddenly now working from the inside, feeling already good enough and feeling like, you know, that needs to be protected and honored. Um, and if everybody felt that way, uh, how, how healthy would our business choices be? How altruistic would our business models become? Um, and you know, the economy would also be operating on like such a better energy. And so ultimately, um, that's where I hope to see the world going in a way. Yeah, that makes sense. Here, I would like maybe to challenge this idea of yours. Uh, yeah. Because of one of my, let's say from a personal experience, I don't see things uh, this way. I don't see it as a state of unawareness versus state of awareness. Like uh, from you, what you said, you have like a turning point where you turn from unaware to aware. And it's like zero mm -hmm. to one. But for me, it is more like steps or gradual process because um, and and the, like the strange thing is that you you are in every step you would look back to yourself and you see like, oh my God, I, I don't believe I, I was thinking this way. And, but it, it's never ending process. It's not like uh, you became just aware and that's it. It is uh, still like, it's always a work in progress because also it, it happened with me. So when I first like, I was into self-development, reading books, I was like, I am so connected to myself. But later on, I found out about meditation, for example. I started meditating and I, I just couldn't meditate for, for a minute. Uh, my, 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 I had this monkey mind, you know, and I couldn't settle down and meditate even for a minute. And that was a big challenge. But when I achieved this, I thought like I unlocked the awareness and I am now like aware. But later on, I found out that like there are still steps to go. So how, how do you think about that? Well, yeah. I mean, you can't go to the gym once and be in great shape for the rest of your life. 
it's um, actually with greater awareness comes greater responsibility. I mean, you're given, so it's kind of like top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. So, you know, you, you're given this key piece of information that maybe previously you didn't have, which gives you perspective to look back and see, wow, look at how far I've come. But now that you have this information, now you're going to be um, challenged and responsible to implement that into your, the next phase of your life. And I would say ever since I had this very pivotal moment, which for me was so strong, but it doesn't have to be, it can also be gradual um, for, you know, life has not gotten easier since then. It's just gotten more conscious. And now I, you know, there are things that I'll, I'll never forget, such as how to, you know, how to stay in a place of neutrality and calm and, you know, how to deal with certain things and how to know when I'm I'm being triggered and how to stop that, how to, you know, whether or not to, to go forward with certain things when the energy doesn't feel right. Um, Things that in the past I would have ignored and blamed myself for. So, um, you know, we become more aware that things happen for us and not to us. Like, you know, sometimes again, in a work environment, like you'll mess up a presentation and you feel really bad and you're like, Oh, I did so bad on that. Like my career is over. Like no one's going to hire me, blah, 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 blah. But the thing is like, maybe if you really, truly did everything you could in your power to make that happen and somehow you didn't get good feedback or somehow it didn't work out or perhaps there's a reason why that didn't move forward. And the sooner you let go of all of that negative thinking pattern, the more a new door can open does not mean that in that process, you're not going to feel a little bit shaken up, uncertain um, about your future. But with this new awareness, now you know you can trust. And it's not about sitting in your house waiting for a Lamborghini to manifest in your garage. It's also luck meets preparation. So you you continue to do your work, you continue to do your, you know, your practices and your habits and what works for you specifically. Um, you know, because we can get all these tools online and that's amazing because it jogs our memory of what we want. But if something's not resonating, that's cool. There's 175,000 more things you can try um, until you can say that truly there's nothing left. So um, it's all abundant back to that. You know, that's a big word, but it's important to recognize that, you know, there's just, there's just so much that you can do, but it is difficult. Um, It is difficult a lot. It's okay. If it's difficult, It, it can be really rough because the more you open up, the more you feel, the more you feel, the more you see, the more you see, the more you play tricks on yourself again, if you don't recognize, you know, where that observation is coming from. So um, to answer your question, like, um, it is a constant process of expansion and, um, and an enrichment um, of our soul's journey. And the more you enrich yourself, the more we're interconnected. And I truly believe we're only as healed as the least healed person from a greater perspective on this earth. So, um, you know, may, may we all reach that point. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. That, that makes sense. Uh, I would like to add up on that, that in my view, it's also not like uh, gra- by gradual, I don't mean it's uh, linear, 
it's I imagine it more like a staircase, you know, like where mm-hmm. you unlock a point, then you plateau, then another wake up call comes your mm-hmm. way. Oh, so it unlocks a new level of yeah. awareness. Then you plateau again. And it is very difficult from each level to see what will the next level look like. It requires like a real, real shake or real challenge in your life. Maybe it doesn't have to be challenge, but it requires something external in my view to remind you. Sometimes it comes internally from your your own self, but not your consciousness. It might come from your body. It might come from your subconscious mind, uh, from anywhere. And I think maybe this relates to your book in the idea of crisis, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. So back to, to the stairway, I would say it's actually cyclical. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to be prepared because, Sometimes you'll get old lessons come up in new form and it's kind of like a pop quiz. Like, yeah. are you going to be able to deal with that as, you know, faster and better than you did last time? And, you know, so sometimes we do face old, old challenges in new ways. Um, and that's, you know, that's a totally different thing. But essentially, you have the information at that point to keep spiraling, you know, all the way, you know, in a progressive way. Um but yeah, the crisis. So the crisis, I think, is my second chapter. Mm-hmm. And um, we can have so many different kinds, you know, it, basically, it's like when you're blocked, because, you know, you don't really know what to do at that point, or how to move forward in a situation. In my case, my crisis was like, a crisis of identity, I would say. Um, because again, I had all of these things around me that made up who I was. And I was, you know, I was acting, quote unquote, through my life from this lens. And basically, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I liked or what I wanted or who I was. I just knew, okay, you know, a head of marketing wants this, you know, a marketing campaign needs that, you know, someone who's in a healthy relationship wants these things. So I would act, you know, and I would often, you know, I I was so good at all of these, knowing all of these things that I was great at giving other people advice, because I was basically like a human encyclopedia. But if it came to myself, I was like, well, I don't know, again, I didn't know myself. So I didn't have that connection within. So I was like, asking people for information to help me through certain things in life. And they'd be like, well, what do you want? And I would say, um, that's really not the question. <laughs> I'm asking you for advice. So please go forward with that. And then it would say, um, uh, sorry, that's, uh, and then they would say, well, you should really know what you want. So um, really that was my crisis. It was like, who am I? Am I just someone who's really good at writing emails and like having good dinner conversation at the end of the day? Like, um, so it's a, it's a tough moment. And that's when you start realizing, okay, so I'm uncomfortable. There's a purpose for me in this world. What is my purpose? How do I figure this out? Um, and, you know, the way to get there is, you know, 
again, it's, it's through finding connection towards yourself. And if meditation is not the best practice, um, I think breath work can be really interesting because, um, I don't know. Have you tried it before? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Breath work is like, you know, you know, it's pretty active. So you're not, so because you're focusing on breathing, um, it gives you that, you know, that escape from the mind. Again, also actually in meditation, if you, if you have your thoughts, you know, imagining saying to yourself, I'm breathing in, I know I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. I know I'm breathing out over and over again. Can do that. Yeah, they're very intertwined, but basically like, you know, everybody says, you know, just go do the things that you want to do and and enjoy them. And this is kind of true, but it it sounds reductive, but it's like, whenever you feel like you are suspended in time and you're in total bliss and harmony, you know, that happens when I'm painting, it can happen, you know, in, in a variety of different ways. Um, at least you're moving closer towards yourself and, um, and that should give you some answers in terms of where you, you want to head towards. Um, but there's no one key unlocks all for all. Um, it's your own, right? you know, it's your own past part two, like the key of the hotel that opens all the rooms, it's your own. Um, so you have to recognize that you can't find it and then go look for it in every room of your house. And so that means like, look within and find ways to do so. Plant medicine is great for that too. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is very inspiring. So as uh, we're wrapping up now, uh, any like final uh, thoughts or advices you could give to people who want or they're looking for finding their true selves and they don't know the way, like any guidance you could provide? Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Just be kind and don't put pressure uh, or judgment on that. Uh, Don't judge your judgment. So, you know, don't be like, oh my God, I don't know my purpose. Oh my gosh, I'm one of those people. I'm broken. No, just be kind to yourself. Keep going. Surrender. Allow things to come through. And, um, and explore ways of getting to know yourself. Maybe that means fishing. Maybe that means walking in nature. Maybe that means um, meditation or not. Um, but it's just find your way to connect inside and um, get to a place where you really enjoy your own company. Yeah, very inspiring. And by my book, I guess, because my book is basically discusses all of this. So if you would like to... <laughs> I just finished my audiobook for anybody who is not interested in reading, which should be out in about 10 days. Is it not so, on Audible? It's going to be on Audible. It's going to be on Spotify. It's going to be on Apple, Apple or whatever it's called. Um, a few different platforms, but it just takes some time to, um, they have to do quality checks on the audio still. So, mm-hmm. Very which exciting. I am confident it's going to pass with flying colors. Yeah. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Very exciting. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, I'll send you a code. Wow, awesome. (laughs) So thanks so much. This was really fun. Yes, it was really interesting. Thank you so much, Sandra. Looking forward for more talks maybe in the future. Perfect. I would be happy to. Awesome. Thank you.